Imagine if medicine actually looked at you as a whole, opposed to looking at you as a bunch of separate systems. Dive into Integrative Wellness Radio with Dr. Nick and Dr. Nicole to learn more about the top trends in integrative medicine, to learn about what the limitations are with testing and what you can do to start your health journey. Hello, hello, everyone. So we have Grace here, and she is going to be talking about how to avoid eating like crap. And so I think that for both of us, one of the foundations of our friendship is that we love food. Absolutely. (laughs) And different foods, but food. Different food. But we do find that it's so important for us to go into the holidays more with a balanced mindset around food opposed to, you know, getting into this mindset of saying, screw it. I, you know, I already had a couple of bad parties where I overdid Mm -hmm. it. And now I'm throwing in the towel. I'm going to eat whatever I want. I'm going to drink whatever I want. And then I'm going to feel like I need to cleanse for about a month. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Or like, or join a gym or do something that will end up making, potentially making you feel worse in the long run because it, you can't follow through because it's yeah. unrealistic for your lifestyle or unrealistic for your family dynamic or something like that. Mm-hmm. So what I hope to equip you with throughout this, um, a boatload of realistic tools that you can use to get yourself through the holidays and successfully into the new year. Yes, I'm very excited because about how not all alcohol is created equal. And I really, really encourage you guys to stay with, stay with us and tune in for at least the next like 20 to 25 minutes mm-hmm. because she's going to give you some really awesome information because going out and, you know, just being able to like, we're going to enjoy a little bit of wine. We're going to enjoy a little bit of alcohol as we go through the holidays, but there's actually a way to do it better that you may really not know about. Yeah, absolutely. And that was actually the number one request by my 20 something friends. It was just like, (laughs) what alcohol should I drink? And it's interesting because we're in this world 24 Mm seven as practitioners. So it's kind of hard to take a step back sometimes Mm -hmm. and then dial it back some more and realize that not everyone is thinking all the time, Oh, how's this going to benefit me? How am I going to keep feeling awesome? So it's nice to kind of grab info from Mm -hmm. others to talk about what everyone's really looking for. Well, I just laugh because I'm like, I only drink French wines. And I say that when I'm out with other people and they think that I'm snobby about it, but there's actually a reason, reason. which uh, Grace is going to talk about Mm -hmm. tonight that, you know, you can understand the differences, even where the wine is sourced. Yeah. All right, Grace, what are the top things we're covering tonight? Well, we're covering (laughs) so many things. We've already (laughs) talked about alcohol, so that's definitely one of them. And I'm also going to be talking a little bit about um, alcohol alternatives, too, Mm -hmm. for people who aren't imbibing this season. And then (laughs) I'm also going to talk about how you can approach going to holiday events without like this kind of fatalist mentality where it's like the end all be all. Mm -hmm. And if you eat one thing or do one thing or have one drink, then everything's ruined. And it's Mm -hmm. kind of, I'm going to talk a lot about the snowball effect um, throughout the webinar. And then the other top item is going to be how to recover. Oh, she's got a lot of good stuff in here. So I think that, you know, one of the biggest things as we move into just understanding that you really don't know what you don't know. And this is all about just giving you guys some really tangible tips so that you can step into some of these holiday parties 
with, you know, just feeling really comfortable and also just feeling like you're not going to go into this all or nothing mindset, which, you know, so many of us, I feel like it's like all or nothing, like, okay, all or nothing, like eat like crap or all or nothing cleanse workout seven days a week. And it's really finding the balance so you have the sustainability. Yeah. Yeah. And that can make a huge difference, um, again, just in your friend group and your family dynamic and in your own headspace. So I'm going to talk a little bit also. One of my friends asked for like workout tips through the holidays. Mm. And so one of the things I'm going to dive into a little bit more is how to use this as a way to meet up with people and as a way to reconnect with people. Like mm-hmm. it, and everything doesn't always have to revolve around eating and drinking this time of year. Yeah, for sure. The cool thing too is that what you've learned is that no diet really is forever. There's a lot of diets that you can use that are, it's to attain a goal. Like some people that might be keto, they're initially keto because we're trying to stabilize their blood sugar. And then they move on to something that's maybe more balanced uh, according to their lifestyle once their blood sugar is is more regulated. Exactly. And that's the benefit, I think, the overarching benefit of being able to test and not guess. And that was the what was lacking for me in all mm-hmm. of every other job I had, where you're I could never wrap my head around being able to sit down and talk to a person who's paying for a service and say, like, I really think that you should do this. <laughs> trust <laughs> like, me, trust me, I, I get really it. I really think that based of every off of everything you're telling me and every mm-hmm. deficiency you've had and every craving you've had and every mm-hmm. mood swing you've had that this is the supplement you need and this is the way that you should be eating. That made no sense to me. That's the unfortunate thing is that when all of us, you know, that are, that are here listening to, we really trust the expertise of physicians, doctors, you know, chiropractors, nutritionists, et cetera. But what I think I've realized over time is that most of healthcare, medicine, nutrition, it's very subjective. Yeah. It's, you know, that person maybe had an experience themselves or they have seen a certain diet work mm-hmm. in a couple of people and then they become a huge advocate for that course right. of care or that detox therapy or that diet. And then they're just assuming that everyone is going to yeah. have the same benefit. Yeah. And that it's going to work for everyone. And if you're a five foot three female, you're not going to be. <laughs> Thank you. I'm five two, but I appreciate I the inch. Um, <laughs> we'll take what we can get. Um, if you're a five foot three female and a six foot four man is preaching to you about the benefits of being keto and eating X grams of, of fat yes. every single day, and you're like, oh my God, this is going to change my life. And then you have, you know, like a heart palpitation <laughs> that you gain 15 pounds. Like, that's not of a benefit to anyone. Yeah. So, well, I think it's the biggest thing to take away is that we're trying to help you with balance and knowing that you don't have to like hide away in your home and right. cook everything from scratch every single day. You actually can be like go out and enjoy yourself and yeah. just, you know, ha- be more equipped to do it right. Exactly. And I'm hoping that by doing so, people are able to then move forward without like, you know, using us as a crutch or something like mm-hmm. that and saying, oh, I have to ask her. Oh, I don't know. Like, no, I want you to feel knowledgeable. I want you to feel empowered and supported. Mm-hmm. And in and more educated about the dietary choices that you're making yeah okay so we're gonna bust some myths now so myth number one is when you hear people or if you've said it yourself and and i just want to make the disclaimer that i have done all of these things i have done all of these things and then i've done them again just (laughs) like just like i've tried every diet and then i've tried every diet again so um if these are if these sound like your words just know that they've been mine too so if you hear someone saying you can eat whatever you want because it's the holidays. So that is 
not true. <laughs> um, and there are nine reasons I could come up with that this mentality will not serve you because this is going to lead to brain fog, inflammation, joint pain, blood sugar dysregulation, mood swings, fatigue, skin flare-ups, weight gain, and my favorite, the snowball effect. So just to jump in with this, I'm going to start with reason number nine being the snowball effect. This mentality is likely initiated also at Thanksgiving, right? Yeah. So that's definitely the kickoff, no pun intended, but... Which I didn't even realize. <laughs> um, so in, maybe it even starts at Halloween for some, if you have young kids or if you're going that to candy. Or, yeah, if you're a teacher, if you're in a setting where it's a big deal, it could start in October. And so the problem with this is that it's not a selective indulgence. And so the snowball effect is when you give into something you wouldn't normally eat or drink or do. And then all it takes is for that mentality to shift into throwing your hands up in the air and allowing the snowball effect to take precedent over everything else. And this overtakes us because it's the holidays and then days turn into weeks. And then before you know it, it's the new year and you're beating yourself up over not feeling your best or feeling yourself at all. Yeah. And so I'm not saying that the mindful indulgence isn't warranted in any way because it absolutely is. And that's going to be different for every single person, mm -hmm. like whatever your vices or whatever your favorite thing is. Like if you're if you're going into that mindfully and understanding that it's not going to undo everything you've mm -hmm. worked for, everything you've built or every positive feeling you're having, then that's fine. But I've personally experienced the snowball effect too many times to count. And I'm happy now to be in a place to share these tools with you so that you can avoid it and avoid the negative mindset entirely going forward. Well, I want to make a side note about yeah. this too, because when we go into this snowball mindset, what's happening is we are assuming like, okay, I'm going to go for it. I'm going to eat what I want. I'm going to do what I want. And yeah, I'm going to maybe not feel the best. I'm going to get a little bloated. Yeah, maybe I'll put on a few pounds, but I'll get my butt on track literally and figuratively um, in yeah. the new year. And I'll, you know, I'll lose the weight and I'll get back to the gym and I'll do all the right things. But even number four here, the blood sugar dysregulation. So when you really kind of go off the deep end and you really indulge and you have a lot of cocktails and you're doing tons of sweets and you're doing a lot of these things, like she said, consecutively over days upon weeks, you know, even months, you are actually creating some longer term changes Like you can really start to cause your blood sugar to spike and crash. And now when you go into the new year, it's not necessarily just about, oh, lose the weight, but now you actually have to correct how imbalanced your right. blood sugar is because now you're shifting into like, okay, I'm going to eat healthier. I'm going to eat sugars that are healthy. So maybe now you're like tapping into fruit or right. you're having like dried apricots and things like that. But what you don't realize is these are quote unquote healthy, even oatmeal. But now because your blood sugar is so unstable, you eat those foods and you spike and then you crash mm -hmm. and then you're tired and then you're grabbing a Starbucks mm -hmm. middle of the day and you're just like, oh, why am I so inflamed or why can't I lose the weight and why do I feel so crappy? I'm doing all the right things. And then you completely get off track. Right. So it's very much like keeping that in mind is that it's not just like pack on a few pounds, lose it in the new year. You're actually going to create physiological changes mm -hmm. that will definitely stick with you months after you know, the right. indulgent behaviors. Right, right. And that's exactly what I was going to say about the rest of those is that the other eight reasons come from the snowball effect taking place. Mm -hmm. So anytime you initiate this cycle of eating or drinking something that 
causes inflammation, pain, fatigue, mood swings. So eating gluten after taking a break from it for a long period of time will lead to joint pain, inflammation, brain fog. Having a drink after not for a while is going to do the same thing. It'll affect your skin, just like eating sugar will if you mm -hmm. haven't had that. And the mood swings goes back to the blood sugar. Mm -hmm. So it's all related. And how is, much sugar is in alcohol? As I said, I decided to make this myth number one because I've been there. I've thrown my hands up in the air. I've decided to eat whatever I wanted, drink whatever I wanted. And trust me, the snowball effect kicked in and it didn't end well. <laughs> and so it always does more harm than good. And basically, I think that driving this point home is that it's not worth it. So indulgences are necessary. There are unending ways to elevate your choices. And that's what we're going to be discussing. Okay, myth number two. There's no time to exercise during the holidays. Yes, there is. <laughs> so that is absolutely false. Um, exercise is a great way to prioritize you, to prioritize yourself, your mental health, your physical health, and your well-being, especially emotionally. So if you're someone who has difficulty dealing with stress and like who doesn't but if you're that person then this is something you need to prioritize during the holiday season and especially into the new year you need to make time put yourself first understand that exercise isn't selfish and also understand that the average american gains seven to ten pounds during the holiday season Jeez. yeah seven to ten pounds just between thanksgiving and christmas that doesn't take into account like we were saying halloween and into the new year so it brings us back again to the snowball effect. And that is the same amount as one dress and or jean size also. Really? Yeah, seven to 10 pounds. Isn't that more? I think if I gained 10 pounds, I'd go up a couple but of But it's sizes. everywhere. It depends on oh. where you're holding it. So if, if you're inflamed in your face, in yeah. your neck, in your arms, it's that's why it's dress or jeans or something like that because you you could be holding it in your legs. Like yeah. everyone holds it differently, but I never really like to make my work about calories or pounds because I've done that too, and that doesn't serve me. And in that case, I'm, I'm not serving my patients. But I do want to acknowledge that for most people, they come through our doors looking for weight loss or weight maintenance, yeah. just as a bonus. Because the goal is to just feel better and be healthier overall. And more often than not, when your goal is to is health, the weight just starts to fall yeah, off, especially 100%. with the way that we do things. So it's easier on than off as well, though. So people, I think a lot of times, this will be my first new year here, but you'll hear like, I don't even know how it happened. You know, I was just, it just all of a sudden just came on and then it takes the next year to get it off. Yeah. And even if it's, 10 pounds or less, it's really, really hard to lose. It's way harder to come off. That's yeah, for sure. totally. And so this brings us to the feel good hormone. So likely we all know that working out releases endorphins, which are hormones produced by the nervous system, neurotransmitters to help the body cope with stress or pain. So informally dubbed one of the feel good hormones, endorphins are released in flux during exercise. This is why you call the feeling after a run a runner's high. Mm -hmm. um, so physical activity also stimulates the release of dopamine, norepinephrine and serotonin. Um, it'll keep your body's stress hormones like cortisol and adrenaline at bay as well. But I'm sure this is something you guys covered, but it's something that I wanted to drive home again because exercise and food are so connected. Um, they don't always have to be, but this is a really good time of year to be thinking about them both um, because they're, they can go hand in hand and lead it into a positive response. It doesn't always have to be negative thinking. Like if I eat, I have to exercise. Yeah, that, I was going to say that. I think that's a, a 
specific thing to drive home. But I, I think that too is like, there's a couple of aspects that even stand out for me with exercise is I feel like that's the one thing in my life when it falls off, it falls off hard. Yeah. And then I get back to it and I'm like, Oh, I feel so good when I do this. Mm -hmm. Why, why do I allow myself to go stents of time without doing it? Right. And I know that that holds true for so many people, but I think it's like really finding something that you love. Like don't force yourself to go to the gym because yeah. you think you should go to the gym. Like go for a hike. If you like to be outside, go for a hike, like go to Hartshorn Park, go to a lair, like get on a bike, do something that you actually get excited about right. doing right. instead of like forcing yourself to do like drag yourself to the gym and yeah. like be on the elliptical and like hate your life. Yeah. It's, um, I think that's a really significant thing to just keep in mind is, is trying to really do something that you actually enjoy doing. Yes. So some things that people were looking for were definitely ways to incorporate a quick holiday workout. Mm -hmm. And this is, again, going off of that, what I was hoping to drive home with this, because like I said, there's such a negative headspace connecting exercise and food, mm -hmm. but that doesn't always have to be the case. Like exercise is a brisk walk. Mm -hmm. Exercise is walking your dog. Yes. Exercise is taking your coffee to walk your dog. Like you mm -hmm. don't, it doesn't always have to be a kickboxing class that's $25. If yeah. you have sneakers, you can exercise. Yeah. So that's something that I think is so important, especially when like you're going to a stressful event that day or you have a holiday party or dancing. Yeah. Dancing like get on the great. dance floor, shake your thing. <laughs> Yes. Going back to the hormones release when you exercise though and going off of that, epinephrine is also released when you smile. Just like oxytocin, which is another feel-good hormone, is released when you hug someone and it's released in tenfold. So if you're genuinely smiling and hugging your way through the holidays and allowing yourself the time to exercise, yeah. you'll definitely be in a more authentic headspace. And that's, I think that's so huge that yeah. you said that because how many people are dreading everything? I'm dreading going to this party. I'm dreading doing that. I'm dreading putting on the dress. Right. And, you know, and when you have that dread, like that's just as inflammatory to your body as drinking five margaritas. Yeah. So it's like you have to really think about your mind as well as your nutritional choices. Yeah. And that's why we talked about what we talked about last week. Mm -hmm. And, you know, like we said before, going to the gym can be beneficial, but being outside is going to release different types of chemicals in the yeah. body. And, you know, another big thing that everybody talks about is tradition. You have to follow tradition. So that's why I have to eat grandma's apple pie. And like, you yeah. know, I have oh to God. have the mac and cheese and we have to have the casserole. But it's like, even when it comes to tradition, maybe start a new tradition that everybody takes a walk after right. Christmas dinner or right. Thanksgiving dinner and being able to just get outside or, or have like do a walk and then have a bonfire or something that really changes the dynamic and creates a different tradition that maybe is not necessarily just reliant on eating a bunch of yeah. Crappy things that you know are going to not make you feel well. Right. If everyone passes out together after the meal, it's not going to be of any benefit to anyone. Oh, yeah. Should we bust so. that myth too? <laughs> <laughs> so, by the way, when everybody thinks that it's like the tryptophan that is in the turkey on Thanksgiving that makes you fall asleep or get tired, that is false. So there's two reasons. One is you ate too many carbs and your blood sugar spiked and plummeted miserably. Mm -hmm. The other one is that because the oven was on all day, that both the air and the turkey absorbed carbon monoxide. And 
<laughs> and you have a low dose of carbon monoxide poisoning and wow. that is why you're tired. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, so oh that's... Oh my gosh. <laughs> so yeah, you didn't know that one? No. Okay. That's insane. <laughs> yeah. So the, the takeaway from that was try something new. You don't always have to, it doesn't always have to be a really hardcore workout. It doesn't always have to be something that's going to cost you a ton of money. You don't feel like spending, but it can be something that can be used as an excuse or a way to meet up with people that you might otherwise only go to a bar with. Yep. Unless you're going dancing, that counts. <laughs> So this is always a huge one because I feel like when we have this conversation, so myth number three, you shouldn't bring your own dish or dishes to a holiday event. And I like, there's certain people that will give us a lot of pushback and resistance about this. And they're just like, but you know, but why I shouldn't do that. And that's rude. And I'm like, no, it's not. I'm like, no. if anything, it's nice. No. Like you're bringing something. It's almost like gifting exactly. something to the party. And like, as, as people who like to host and as people who've hosted many, many events, mm -hmm. I go ahead and say that it's a weight off for someone yeah. to bring something. Oh, yeah. And most of the time you don't care what it is. Mm -hmm. You know that if they're bringing it, it's for a reason. Mm -hmm. So that's another mentality that I would love for people to embrace is that like, you don't need to be afraid to offer to bring something. You don't need to feel like you're putting them out by doing so. And you really don't need permission. Like how many times have you been at a party and someone just brought something with them and you're like, oh, okay, this will fit right here. Yeah. So it can be something that can be confirmed prior to your holiday party if you want it to be. And you're not gonna insult the host by bringing something beautiful and delicious, even if it's not homemade, but it's something you bought because you know that you are going to enjoy it. Mm -hmm. um, but at my go, it's always my go-to holiday tip to bring your own food mm -hmm. and makers purchase something that more importantly than being beautiful is that it's going to make you feel great throughout the event and into the next day. And for me, it's always a charcuterie board. And as someone who's been a plant-based eater for almost 10 years now, and as someone who's also eaten filet mignon <laughs> as to not insult my host. 10 years ago when I first started this journey, I can tell you that I've come a long way and that I've embraced mm -hmm. the things that I like to eat and the ways that I like to show people gratitude. Because mm -hmm. I think that it's also by creating something and bringing it with you, you're, it's a way of thanking them for mm -hmm. having you into their home. Well, I think one thing I want to say to you on the flip side of that is as people that have hosted, mm -hmm. you know, I remember uh, this was years ago, but my mom was uh, putting together a party at our house. And at that point in time, it's not that my family was super healthy eaters by any means, but we didn't really have soda in the house. Like we didn't have, you know, like junky, like junk food and like pastries, like and we didn't have that kind of stuff in the house. But um, I remember the house was stocked full of potato chips. Um, she had like cases of Pepsi and Mountain Dew. And I'm like, mom, like, what is all this stuff? And she's like, oh, it's for the kids. It's for the party. I'm like, why are we killing the kids? <laughs> and she just looked at me and she just was so like startled. And I was like, I just don't understand why we have to give, give this to the kids because this is what we think the kids want. Yeah. And um, it was just something that I feel like really stood out to me. And um, I think that one of the things that I've made really fun over time, and I know you do this too, is that when I host at my house, I'm not going to buy, I'm not going to put Pepsi in the house. I'm not right. going to buy crap food but I am gonna make 
a healthier version of the mac and cheese. Right. I'm gonna make a healthier version of the pasta salad. I'm gonna make a healthier version of all of these things. Like I, I make a buffalo chicken dip that is completely dairy-free, that is the bomb diggity, and everybody loves it. Like you can make all these things and they're delicious. Like spinach yeah. artichoke dip. Yeah, like I have done that in a cast iron skillet. Yeah, it's and so it's really, I think that has become a bit fun for me. And a ton of these recipes are on our website, by the way. I do have a cookbook. Yes, I don't really sleep at night, <laughs> but there's there's so many ways that you can go about like making these foods really really delicious and um, and having them at your home and and what's cool is when people are like oh my god this is right. delicious right. and you inspire them to do things a bit differently yeah. in their kitchen. But I think that that's like it's a great challenge also, which mm -hmm. we both enjoy. So when you're making these alternative dishes, a lot of times you can, first of all, use what you have, if you mm -hmm. have a healthy pantry, and you can put things on it that you love. Mm -hmm. So the reason that we're making these elevated options for people is because we love them and we want the people we love to be healthy. Mm -hmm. And we want them to be educated as to why these ingredients are a better option than yeah. what they're used to. So if you're putting, you know, almond or nut based cheeses and crackers on your charcuterie board and you're adding olives and hummus and dips and cashew cheese. And most people are eating it and they're like, this and, is delicious. And they just think it's great. Mm -hmm. And so it's like a touch of personality also, mm -hmm. I think that can really go a long way and it gets, it might trigger some things in people in a positive way mm -hmm. to get them thinking about taking the reins on their health and getting it better under control. Yeah. That's the thing is like making it delicious and tasty because right. if you're bringing like a weird green bean thing and like, yeah, and like everyone's just like, oh, like, oh, what's wrong with you? Oh, yeah. <laughs> but if you're bringing something that you put time and effort and love into, mm -hmm. then that's going to go a bit farther. And if you have the knowledge to back it up and if you're standing there eating it and other people are too, they're going to be interested and they're going to want to understand why it's a better option than what they're used to. 100%. Okay, myth number four. I think we already talked about this. <laughs> Holiday regulars won't be as delicious or enjoyable if they're elevated to a healthier status. Mm -hmm. So you already touched on this for sure. Um, about like mac and cheese and pasta salad and sweet potato pie and grandma's is things like a honey glazed ham and and stuffing or whatever it is it can either you can redo them in a way that's going to benefit everyone else or you can skip it and start a new tradition yeah. so I think family peer pressure though is something that it can, I think it can swing to both ends of the spectrum. Yeah. Like either your family is the type of family that's peer, that's pressuring you to be healthier and say like, don't eat another appetizer. I saw how many you ate and like, oh, don't do this or don't do that or don't yeah. eat this. And here's a salad or your, your family Being knows. Encouraged yeah, yeah. And likely that's because your family knows that you're taking a step in, in the right direction mm -hmm. and something is making them want to hold you back yeah yeah no trust me i my uh husband's family's from iowa mm -hmm. so i was um definitely looked at as being quite bizarre when i uh decided to go and you know make a salad for thanksgiving and they were looking they were eating a pretzel crust jello pie topped with cool whip and I was, I don't like jello, number one. And <laughs> I was the one. weird one. That literally sounds like you made it up. No, it's a real thing. It's called strawberry salad. <laughs> so, yeah. 
I don't know um, if we could elevate that. <laughs> I don't know if that's an option. But yeah, but it was for me, I wasn't, there was not about being rude. I just knew that eating certain things were yeah. just going to make me really tired and really make, not make me feel the best. So yeah. I kind of focused on just eating turkey and I ate some salad and I had some, you know, greens and that was kind of it. Yeah. And uh, definitely, you know, I was kind of being watched a bit and yeah. like, you know, why are you not eating the rest? And, you know, it just kind of made it really blase. And I was just like, yeah, no worries. I was like, I just, you know, I don't want to be tired for later because right. I want to like make sure that I can be up and, and play with the nieces and nephews. And then everyone was like, oh, okay. So, and I just was like, yeah, th that kind of stuff just makes me really tired if I eat it and didn't make it like, Ooh, I don't eat this. Right. And what's wrong with you guys for eating right. it? So I think it's definitely how you communicate and go about it. Right. It's how, it's how you approach the situation, especially if you're being kind of like poached by the situation, mm -hmm. but it's how you go into it, what kind of mindset you have and how you handle it. And, mm -hmm on the opposite side of that as well. Like I mentioned before, I was literally given a filet mignon when I first went, I think it was just vegetarian then. And like, this is, I knew it was a nice I'm happy cut. you ate it. I ate it because at that point in my life, I was like, this would be so insulting if I didn't eat it. Like they yeah. made this for me. They went out of their way. And so there's something to be said about that too, but not when it's going against your morals, your values, your nutritional standards. And that could be anything. It could be the pretzel jello pie <laughs> or it could be the steak. But either way, I think that the holidays are important time to stick to your guns, whether it's allowing mindful indulgences or just staying on track with the healthy eating that you've already put into mm -hmm. place, which is a benefit to you. It's not benefiting what you're eating isn't benefiting anyone else around you. Yeah. So if they're trying to like pound into you not to do it or if or if you're just getting into the headspace of eating healthier and someone's trying to sabotage it. Exactly. It's just, it's just not worth your time and you just have to kind of be above it. Yeah. And I think that at, that at the end of the day is when people are being aggressive right. about you should eat this or you shouldn't eat this, like that's their own shit. It has nothing to do with you. And like Grace said, is at the end of the day, it's your body and you have the option to make that decision. And, you know, the people that the people that have the snowball effect are yeah. the ones going, eat the pie. Yeah. yeah. I did eat the Joy. pie. I Joy. feel like Joy. shit. Joy. <laughs> I didn't know we could. But yeah, so definitely something to keep in mind. And it's not that you I wrote don't talk about your positive lifestyle, but I take that back because if you, it's like you have well, you have to read the situation. Yeah. So of if you go in preaching, yeah, no one's no. gonna want to talk to you. Yeah. Um, because I've been that person too. Like I'm just I'm we're both speaking from experience mm -hmm. with everything that we're saying. So if you go in preaching or if you go in timid and not being able to stand up for what you're doing, yeah. either way, it's not going to Especially in New Jersey, you'll get eaten alive. <laughs> Anywhere you go. Anywhere you go. <laughs> So stay strong and stick to your guns because at the end of the day, what you're doing is for you and no one else around you. Mm -hmm. Okay. This is probably my favorite myth. Number five, eating one bite will ruin everything. <laughs> so the key is understanding why you are actively choosing not to eat or drink something and why you're making that choice and how it's going to benefit you in a positive way. Um, but the mentality of one thing is going to sabotage what I've been working on for weeks, months, or the entirety of the past yeah. year. How is that going to help you enjoy yourself? Yeah. You know, and this is not how I encourage my patients to think. And I wouldn't want any of you to do so either, but you still catch yourself falling back into this mentality when you're in this world mm -hmm. day in and day out. 
I always say to patients, no matter what it is in any avenue of their health, I'm like, if you fall off, get back on. Right. You know, this is not an all or nothing situation. Being healthy is not all or nothing. And if you think that it is, you're going to almost be the uh, the bipolar of health mm -hmm. because you're going to be like the all or nothing is like the mania state. And then you 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 trip or or you indulge and then you're just like, oh, I can't believe I did that. I sabotaged everything. Um, it's such a hard place to be because then you start to have this roller coaster of the stress hormones as well, which then further perpetuates the whole situation. But if you fall off, who cares? Get back on the next day. Yeah. You know, there's so much room to just be able to, you know, auto correct what is, you know, whatever the choice was or whatever the decision was that day or night. Yeah. Fatalist type of thinking is what propensates the snowball effect. Mm -hmm. So by doing that, and it's the same thing if you're engaging in conversation with a toxic person. So if you're allowing that to happen mm -hmm. and you're giving them your time and your energy, you know, energy <laughs> and your concentration, then that's also going to lead to a snowball effect of like, Oh God, like Aunt Sylvia cornered me again. It's like, no, you allowed Aunt Sylvia to corner you. And she made fun of my hair and called me fat. And it's just not worth it. It's not worth your time. Aunt Sylvia, geez. It's just not worth your time at all. <laughs> Ooh, we're getting into the good stuff now, guys. Okay. Alcohol. Okay, myth number six. Look, a bunch of people just joined and started talking about booze. Um, all alcohol is created equal. So this is a lie. Um, <laughs> beer, just right off the bat, can range anywhere from 6 to 20 grams of carbs, while hard alcohols like tequila, vodka, gin, <laughs> whiskey, <laughs> they have only 2 to 4 grams of carbs net. Oh, no, they have zero, and wine has only 2 to 4. So that's a big difference if you're going from zero to 20. Yeah. And again, this is never a way that I encourage my patients to think in like counting carbs or counting calories or anything like that. But I'd always rather people focus on nutrients. But when you're talking about alcohol, you can't focus on Are we going to get into the good stuff? Hold on. <laughs> so the most important thing is I'm like holding back. to think about calories and carbs when you're talking about liquid calories because that's where it's going to get you that's when it's going to hit you the hardest around the waistline and around like in regard to your hangover so yeah and that's something if you have a really terrible hangover yeah. that is not always from the actual alcohol like you know the obviously alcohol is toxic to the liver so it will create some residual effect but the really nasty hangovers is the sugar crash yeah. So like your, your sugar is so high through the duration of the night while you're drinking and it crashes so low that you feel absolutely hard in the morning. Yeah. So if you're drinking really junky wine or you're drinking a lot of these heavy wheat beers, your hangover will be quite different. Yeah. So the same way that you can break down the number of teaspoons that would be in a can of soda, you can do the same thing for alcohol. Mm -hmm. And nobody thinks about that when they're like drink, even just drinking wine or, I mean, you might think about it if you're ordering a margarita or a pina colada. That's just, Let's talk about what the alcohol is made of. Well, that's a, another thing. And that's something that I like to check in um, one of our technologies, the bioscan sometimes. I'll scan alcohol on people, especially people that have a gluten sensitivity or like a wheat intolerance because 
Beer is made from rye. Like it's, you don't understand how many different types of grains are in the alcohol you're consuming. And the number of times I send out potato based vodkas to patients mm -hmm. is like, it's crazy because they don't understand that it's made from corn and the beloved Tito's everyone. Yeah. I know everybody thinks they're doing a good thing for themselves, but Tito's is, it's a corn-based vodka mm -hmm. that is uh, not necessarily deemed to be uh, non-GMO. So you're primarily consuming a genetically modified corn-based vodka. And if you're aware of what GMOs are or not, uh, but genetically modified types of foods and, and seed are made in a lab. So mm -hmm. they are very foreign to our um, our bodies. Our bodies actually consider them to be foreign invaders. They do, it does not look at it as uh, digestible food. And then in addition to that, as anything that is genetically modified is completely um, covered in uh, glyphosate, which is Roundup. Yeah. So that's the primary thing that you're using to kill the weeds in your yard. So there is a lot of issues. And I don't know if you know this, but um, we have a distillery here in Asbury Park. And when I was there, you have, you do a little tour and everything. And I was asking about gin. So gin is supposed to be made from juniper. And uh, it's supposed to be one of the better options, as well as tequila mm -hmm. is from agave. So those are supposed to be more plant-derived uh, types of liquors. And uh, he pretty much revealed to me that their specific gin, in addition to most gins, like 95% of them on the market are actually not made from juniper at all. They're all made from genetically modified corn as well. And I was just like, I was so devastated. He was just like, kind of like an angry yeah, man about it. I didn't know that. I was just like, okay, oh. well, that's lovely. So, and then in addition, when we're dealing with the wine, I, I told you about this, yes. but one of the things that I was floored by is when I was in France. Uh, so for a period of time, I lived outside of Napa in California and I was drinking wine and I was learning all about it. And I really like got into that wine yeah. culture. And I just got to a place that I was feeling physically so ill from drinking wine, like one glass, like I would have a splitting headache. My stomach would be in knots. Like I just really felt terrible. So I, I lose equilibrium. Like it would actually cause me to like, and it's like, it makes you feel like you're drunk when you're not because mm -hmm. it's just messing with you, but go on. Yeah. It just gets better. So I was big into wine and then I just kind of completely got away from it. And then we went to France a couple of years ago and in France, a lot of places they serve wine, especially, but wine and beer, there's not a lot. Well, at least where I was in Paris, there was not a lot of places carrying liquor. Mm -hmm. It wasn't a common thing that people were consuming. So, uh, so I went to a place and the, they, they were like, we don't have anything else. We just have wine. And I was just like, and he was looking at me like, what is wrong with you that you don't drink wine? American. And uh, I was like, all right, I'll have a glass of wine. So I had wine and I was like, whoa, what is this? Like, it was a completely different taste. It definitely made you feel different. Um, no hangover, none of that. And I thought it was so interesting. And uh, go figure, just like manifesting, I uh, I had France 24 News on, and there was a segment on the news about agritech, which is technology used in agriculture. And there was a whole segment about how they were using artificial intelligence drones over the vineyards, and they were using a special technology to monitor for fungal invasion of the vines. And really what they were looking for was mold. 
And as soon as they would find uh, the smallest traces of mold, they would go in, they would rip the crop out so it didn't spread and invade the entire vineyard. And this was so mind blowing to me that fungal invasion of grapes was such a problem that they created a technology right. around it. Right. And that really just got me thinking. And then I started to kind of explore, okay, what are the, are the, how are the practices different in the US? And not only are they not monitoring for fungus properly at most of the vineyards in the US, but in addition to that, they're also spraying tons and tons and tons of pesticides, including glyphosate in the vineyards in the US as well. So pretty much the point of what we're saying is that you are getting a massive dose of uh, pesticides as well as fungus, which is neurotoxic, yep. hence what you just said about yep. the equilibrium, um, or having a splitting headache or a migraine or vomiting. Vomiting mm -hmm. can be from losing equilibrium as well. So these are all things to really keep in mind is don't drink shitty wine. Yeah. <laughs> Not just that, you're basically drinking a glass of moldy Roundup. So yeah. <laughs> when you start thinking Great about visual. things that way, it'll make you stop. But it's it's like heartbreaking because my grandfather, I think this is so sweet, but he would buy me, every time he saw me, he'd bring me a bottle of Caymus. And which so, is like, which is a nice, nice bottle. Yeah. So I would like, oh my God, I loved it so much. And so when I went to Napa, mm -hmm. I was like, I have to go to Camus. I have to take a picture for my grandfather. Mm -hmm. And the day before I had been at an organic biodynamic farm, mm -hmm. not knowing what that was. And for those of you who don't know, um, a brief overview is that they create their own ecosystem on the vineyard. And so they actually put rose bushes in between, in front of the rows of grapes. Mm -hmm. And if the rose bush starts to die, they know that there's a problem with the vines. Mm -hmm. And so just before knowing what I know now about wine, that was mind blowing. And I was only in Northern California. And so I went there and thought it was amazing. And then I go to Camus and I'm like, I'm here for my tour. And they're like, you can sit on the patio. I was like, what? And so they don't allow you to view the vineyard at all. Hmm. And so you're sitting in this gorgeous garden and you're drinking Camus. And I sent my photo to my grandfather. And then I go to the bathroom, which is on a trailer in the back. Mm -hmm. And it literally looked like there were tumbleweeds blowing through the vineyard because it just looked completely dead. Mm. And like, that's what they're not showing you. And then I kind of started putting it all together about sulfites and sulfates and how that was in my wine. And I, that was all I knew about what was causing that shift in equilibrium for me. Mm -hmm. And so stepping away from that and moving into organic and biodynamic was a step in the right direction. But when you can get it from France and mm -hmm. Italy, it's kind of, it's kind of the standard. Yeah. I, I wouldn't say biodynamic, but leaning more towards that organic yeah. and obviously eliminating out the pesticides, herbicides, as well as the fungal issues, you know, there, the wine is really amazing quality. But when you're looking at the bottle of wine, you, if it says that it's French, you really want to flip the bottle around and say, see if it was actually bottled in France, because a lot of times it is the grapes are being sent to the U.S. and it's being bottled here. Yeah. Um. So just keeping an eye on the, uh, you know, the small print on the bottles is definitely huge. Yeah. Uh. And if you can have a nice glass of wine or a nice glass of champagne and feel pretty normal the next day, right. um, that's usually a sign that it's it's good stuff and it's not necessarily exposing you to a ton of toxins. Yeah. This is the same story as like you, like we were saying is zero calories if you're doing some type of, you know, liquor. Yeah. But then if you like, I don't know, I think if you think of almost any drink, 
Even tonic water, by the way, oh guys, my God. has so, so much, much sugar in it. And sodium. Um, and sodium. But also, most tonic water is high fructose corn syrup now. So cr yeah. uh, cranberry juice, high fructose corn syrup. Like, the, the, the um, you get a, what is it, a Cosmo, that... Um, Oh. That lime syrup is pure chemicals. Yeah. You know, you get something with the maraschino cherry in it. That's pure chemicals. Oh. You're just like, so you gotta just, like. well, you just gotta keep it simple. Yeah. You know, you really, really do is just get yourself a fresh lime and some seltzer or, or even ask for a fresh orange and seltzer. It's just trying to keep it super simple when it comes yeah. to this stuff because there is just so much more crap in all of it than you even imagine. Yeah. I was even looking at, um, which I'll get to, but I was looking at the ingredients for a drink with bitters, because I'm going to talk about non-alcoholic beverage options after mm -hmm. that whole spiel. And almost every recipe I found with bitters included a different flavor of simple syrup. Mm -hmm. And simple syrup is sugar and dye. Yeah. It's just, it's like wild that we still need that for something to taste good. Yeah. And then uh, drinking alcohol lowers your inhibitions. And before you know it, you're ordering one, two, three, mm -hmm. and then you're going to the taco truck down the street <laughs> in Asbury Park and eating something you would never- Are you speaking from experience? No. <laughs> and then you're eating something you would never normally eat. And you wake up the next morning feeling hungover, in pain, inflamed, and probably with a breakout. So- Yeah. It's not worth it, but- <laughs> Going off of all of that, liquid calories hit your system so much harder and so much faster than anything you could possibly eat. So it ups the importance of pre-gaming your pre-game with healthy foods and especially healthy fats. So our next slide is um, talking about the top foods to eat before you start drinking. Um, and this is, I think, especially important this time of year because a lot of times we have these like, uh, you know, big events or big meals or big dinners. We're like, I'm not going to eat for the whole day. Yeah. So if you're the type of person that is say, saying or thinking that you don't have to eat for the whole day because you're so excited about the meal or it's so important or something mm -hmm. like that, you're going to get there. The party. You're going to get there and you're going to be hangry. You're going to be angry. You're not going to want to talk to anyone. And you're going to go straight for the appetizers, which is like the kiss of death. I think a lot of times because yeah, depending on where you are. Yeah. I mean, if you're, you're going to eat so fast right. that you're going to spike and you're going to crash your blood sugar. So it comes back to everything we've been talking about. So I think the top five things you could really load up on before you go to an event like this, especially if you haven't eaten for a whole day, though, that's not something I'm advising would be avocado, quinoa, beets, sweet potatoes, or nuts. And so, and even like a guacamole could be good. Right. So, or, or you're bringing your own appetizer that yeah. you know you're going to eat and it's guacamole with siete chips or something like that. And then I think that the healthy fats, the thing is, is that's going to allow you to kind of stabilize your blood sugar mm -hmm. that would otherwise be incredibly unstable. Um, I don't want to say it slows the absorption of the alcohol. It's not that the, it slows the absorption in the sense that you're not going to get drunk really fast, mm -hmm. but it's not like slowing the absorption in the sense that like you just have the alcohol floating around in your blood. It's more so just really helping your liver and your gallbladder metabolize it differently. Yeah. A lot of these foods also are high in electrolytes, mm -hmm. which is great for, because 
drinking dehydrates your your system no matter what. So if you're kind of again pre-gaming with foods that are higher in electrolytes, or if you could drink some electrolytes mm -hmm. before you go out, that's definitely a great option. And by the way, guys, like a really simple electrolyte is putting sea salts, a little sprinkle of it in water, mm -hmm. and that is going to act as a, an electrolyte as well. Yeah. I would not advise iodized or like table salt at a restaurant. It's more so like your good quality sea salt. Um, so that's a good tip. Yeah. And super easy to, to do and come across my grandmother actually keeps a little vial with her at all times. Really? Salt. Yeah. So that's an option. Um, <laughs> and so this is my tip, our tip, something IWG is definitely, um, fully behind. It's that chlorella is one of the top superfoods. And a lot of times I think there's confusion between spirulina and chlorella. Mm -hmm. And that's because spirulina is particularly good for energy because it doesn't have a cell wall. Um, it takes very little time to digest, making it an instant source of vitamins and protein, whereas chlorella has one of the strongest cell walls in the entire plant kingdom. Mm -hmm. And it's an algae. So um, it digests really slowly, which allows for the chlorophyll content to detoxify your body. Overall, it also has the ability to remove heavy metals, chemicals, toxins, all while boosting your immunity. It's pretty much good for anyone. Anyone <laughs> and everything. And so one of our favorite chlorella brands here um, that we'll talk a little bit more about, you did a podcast with them, right? Mm -hmm. And that'll be, is that um, it's not a toxin that most people try to avoid, but it's also been found to promote the metabolism of alcohol in humans. And so there was a study performed with six subjects found that, and it found that consuming chlorella before drinking alcohol reduced ethanol in the blood and breath, along with reducing acetaldehyde, which is a contributing cause of hangovers. Yeah, the chlorella is amazing, but um, um, but Energy Bits uh, is the chlorella that we really enjoy, and it's because she has really done such a fantastic job at making sure that it is uh, extremely pure. So she actually has her chlorella grown in a controlled environment in Taiwan. Um, so it is definitely extremely high quality from how it is being grown in its controlled environment. But secondary to that is she is using a very uh, specific process using vibration and sound waves to break the cell wall to make it absorb better. Um, most of the patented process on breaking the cell wall actually is utilizing glass beads. But glass, for those of you that don't know, contains lead. So this is actually causing the chlorella to absorb lead. So most of the chlorella brands that are out there are contaminated with lead and can be contaminated with other things if it is also not grown properly. So Energy Bits is the company that we have now started using because of the purity as well as the standards uh, that she is using in the growing process. Uh, so that's definitely something to check out and get your hands on. That's, I just like can't get over that tidbit because every other type of chlorella is kind of done in the same way. But I just want to say that cruciferous vegetables as well are also going to help your liver detox. So while you might not want to eat like a Brussels sprout salad <laughs> with your hangover, it's definitely 
um, something you want to incorporate, whether it can be like sauteed or steamed or any type of cruciferous vegetable. But also if you're someone who is dry or if you're not drinking for whatever your reasoning may be, um, you can, bitters are a great addition to any type of mocktail. So when your digestion also needs a little support, bitters can facilitate stomach acid and act as a digestive aid. So while there are bitters that contain alcohol and while mm -hmm. they're used as like a digestive, um, there are others that do not contain any alcohol and this will help with easing digestion, heartburn, nausea, cramping, bloating, gas, and they can actually be really delicious now. I think people are doing yeah. a really good job with them. Yeah, I love bitters. Definitely be blue light glasses. That's what I've been wearing. I went without them for the whole weekend and definitely had a low grade headache when I came <laughs> today. This is Curious Elixirs, non-alcoholic bitters. Energy bits, like what we were just talking about, on the go chlorella tablets, you can actually get them in like single serving packets, mm -hmm. which I think is amazing. It was something, one of my goals for IWG was to obviously have uh, Dr. Nick and I's program, which is dealing with a little bit more elevated health cases. You know, we're working with people that have kind of been everywhere and haven't been able to get answers and really leveraging all of our really amazing, unique testing. But we wanted to give um, people an option that are looking, that feel like they're in pretty good health and they're just looking for a better version of primary care. Right. And that's likely, we say this all the time, because you've just grown accustomed to your new normal. Yeah. So you didn't live this way forever. You didn't always feel this way. We call it aging. <laughs> we call it aging. We're just getting old. It's just what happens. When like one more like 28 year old, yeah. <laughs> 28 year old, they're like, I'm just getting old. And I'm like, oh man, you're in big trouble when you're 50 then. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> um, for those of you that have been with us and you are long distance, just know that some of our really, really unique and customized testing that we do is actually done uh, through a DNA sample. Um, you have DNA in your hair. So simply by sending us a hair sample, you can actually do, we can actually do um, all of your testing from a distance while sourcing your blood work local to you. So that's a really cool thing um, that we do and it really makes our services accessible to people all over the world. But we thank you guys for being here and we hope that you're able to walk away with some really, really great tools and even just a different mindset of not feeling that you have to sacrifice yourself yes. for tradition or for, you know, what, Aunt Sylvia. <laughs> I don't have an Aunt Sylvia. I need to state that for the record, but don't give in to people who make you feel like shit or food that makes you feel like shit. Yes. Um, and if you are looking for any more information, any awesome podcasts or other webinars, check out our website, integrativewellnessgroup.com. All right, guys, if you are looking for better healthcare, you know where to find us. We thank you for being a listener and subscriber to Integrative Wellness Radio. If you're looking to learn more about Integrative Wellness Group, as well as Dr. Nick or Dr. Nicole, you can check out integrativewellnessgroup.com.